welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today our guest is Ivan Ons. And Ivan is an Inc. 500 international serial entrepreneur with business in more than 10 countries. And amongst them is Philanthro Investors, a licensing and advisory firm he founded back in 2019 to combine traditional venture capital financing with philanthropic principles. He's also built one of the most prestigious residential neighborhoods in his native Argentinian state. He's since moved to the United States and focused his real estate endeavors on making home ownership possible for U.S. families that would otherwise be lifelong renters. Ivan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Very good, Eileen. Thank you for having me. This is uh, very unique and, and exciting to be with you. Thank you for being here all the way from Argentina. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I am, yes, I was born in Argentina and uh, I am visiting family now for the holidays, but I live in the U.S. for the last 10 years. So Ivan, since we're on that topic here, can you share a little bit more about your background, how you even got started with real estate, and then what your current focus is on now? Yeah, so basically when I was in uh, 2009 in Argentina, I was one uh, one day, Eileen, I, had, I have a private neighborhood. And that private neighborhood was actually uh, being developed. And I was selling lots, just selling a lot and getting the cash and selling the lot and getting the cash. And I was feeling that I was doing just money for money, really money for money, similar to the stock market that you put money in and then you take money out. And it was feeling like sad for me. And one day I was in my car and then a little, um, you know, a client of mine was, I was showing him the lot and he was with his kids and his kids start saying, daddy, 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 we want to live here. Daddy, 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 we want to live here. And the dad says to me, Ivan, but I cannot afford 50,000 of this lot. I cannot. And I say to him, well, can you get the loan on the bank? And he says, no, because the I miss a credit card payment, so I cannot, I cannot uh, get financing from the bank. And so I say, can you, how you can do it? You know, can you give me half? And then the half on, on six months or one year or something like that. And he says, no, I cannot because I live paycheck to paycheck. So in that moment, I say, okay, you know, call me when you have a possibility. But I was so sad inside in my heart because I see the kids; they want to live there, they want to live there. And so on, right? So I arrived to to my home, and it's a night in July 2009, and I am taking a shower. And normally, when I take a shower, I take I like to take double shower because I have more ideas and it's like you know realizations and so on. And uh, God sent me sent me this word, philanthropy investors. Like it was like a God revelation, philanthropy investors. And I say. My Lord, what are you trying to communicate to me? And he says, yes, Ivan, in the future, people will not be so much concerned on just money for money and what happens like and trashing their money and putting the money away for things that do not that are not creating a good effect in humanity. And uh, I continue just kind of chatting with him in the shower. And he said, he, he made me realize that 
there is a lot of billions, like almost a trillion dollars going every year to the gambling industry. And he's kind of passed me the message, Ivan, that lot is not just for you to make money. There is a way that you can help this family. And I go and I research, why philanthropy investing? Like, oh, it, I, it got me. It was investing is growing my money and getting cash flow and all of that. But philanthropy is helping the world. It's getting the world to be in a better position for the human welfare. And he says, philanthropy investing. So I just combined this bot. And what comes to me was, oh, so you want me to be someone that is growing my, that I'm growing my money at the same time that I am helping someone else. So the two things at the same time. And he tells me, yes. So the next morning I wake up on a Friday. It was a Friday morning on July. I think it was July 27. I don't, it's just the day that's come to my mind. And I call Andres and I say, Andres, I have a question for you. Andres was the father of the kids. I have a question for you. How much can you pay per month? And I say, and he says, why, Ivan? Well, because I just had an idea. How much can you pay per month? And he says, well, $200, $250. And I say, well, guess what? The lot is yours. And when I say that, the phone drops on the other side and all the family is like yelling of happiness. And I just felt that it was amazing because what I did there was like, being able to help a family own their space for their own home to continue creating their family, okay, I will lose the possibility of having 50000 in cash right now that I will be able to use and invest and grow, etc. But I will have my money anyhow. I will have it in 15, 20 years. So I became my own bank and I helped this family to pay in 20 years their lot. And I say, there is one condition. We need to come on Saturday to the lot and you need to come together because I will bring a, a small tree and you will plant it all together as a family. And we will uh, put two torches with fire and we, you will cut a green ribbon between the torches. And they did it and they signed the, the land contract, you know, the agreement for, for purchase of real estate. And then that started the movement of philanthropy investing in 2009 in my country in Argentina. And that's how everything started, Eileen. So far, so good. Yes. Wow. So it started off with just trying to help one of your clients and actually helping more of the kids who wanted to live in that neighborhood and trying to figure out a way that had worked at that time. So something like that, where you were able to pay it off in increments, it didn't really exist in Argentina during that time period? No, it didn't exist at all. It was not like something that, that doesn't exist. But listen, Eileen, the banks in Argentina do not give money to the people. They do not finance real estate. I mean, if they do, they are like, I will tell you like six or 7% of the loans of the people that apply for real estate loans are approved. So the Argentinian economy moves mostly on cash, even on real estate. So oh. just, you know. Oh, wow. So it was a different, a different viewpoint on that. And, the, and this family was not able to, to have it anyhow. So even in the US, you know, you have the private the hard money loans, the private lending, and so on, but it's not going to the low link, low income families at all. It doesn't, it doesn't arrive to that level of the society. It's more like, okay, here is a hard money loan for a multifamily deal, you know, three million dollars or whatever. Uh, here is a hard money loan for, you know, buying a company or things like that. 
but it doesn't exist in that level of society in the U.S. And that takes me to the next part of the story, which is that my wife, Bella, who is a, a fiction writer and very soon launching her, her, her fiction series and so on, she basically told me, Ivan, why you don't, we don't try this that you did? Why we don't try it in the U.S.? Because whatever the, it happens in the U.S. and succeeds in the U.S., then the world will copy the good and the bad. So we decided to export the model to the U.S. And I'm, we went to the U.S. in 2010, one year later, and we started learning the real estate business model in the U.S. And I told Bella, I said, Bella, I don't think the U.S. will work with this because everybody in the U.S. owns their home. That's the country of the American dream. Like everybody owns their home. So, and when I started researching, I find out that no, 51% of the Americans do not qualify for the traditional mortgage. And there is 50,000 homes per month being foreclosed in the U.S. So when I discovered the truth, I say, oh my gosh, Bella, you were right. I need to create the company here. And in 2012, I started doing my more deep research. And in 2014, I launched Equity and Help, Growing Your Cap, Helping Families Own Their Home, where basically the investors are buying foreclosed homes through us. And, they, and this is an in 500 company, three years in a row, is the first, the, only, the, number, the number one real estate fastest growing company in Florida and the number five in the US and uh, in the in 500. And then what it does is a company that is decentralizing the mortgage industry, decentralizing the mortgage industry. So similar to how the blockchain is decentralizing the finance industry with decentralized financing with DeFi. So equity and help is doing that, is decentralization of the mortgage industry. In that way, basically, people can invest in becoming their own bank, similar to how I did. But in this case, for properties that are foreclosed and that the investors will buy for 50,000 and will and are worth like 100,000, the properties, but then they, the philanthropic investors will sell it to families for 60, 65,000 and then finance it to families for 20 years. So the philanthropic investor recovered his principal, his initial investment in around six years and a half. And then after that, the note continued having its own value because it's like, you know, the system as the banks that first the family pay the interest and then they pay the principal. And we have right now more than $60 million under management on equity and help with investors in 16 countries that are supporting close to 700 families that live in their own home across 32 states in the U.S., Eileen. Wow. So I have to ask, when you first realized the need and the model in the United States that you could apply, you know, what you had learned and what you were trying to implement, how did you first get the word out and how did you even like build up from the ground up and scale it to where it's to today? Well, I can tell you that it started with friends and family, my word of mouth first. I then did my most basically smart move that I do in my companies, which is the first, the most, I hire the most important employee in the company. And the most important employee is the CEO. So I hire the CEO, an American, someone knowledgeable on real estate and so on. And we start growing the company and we took it from there. We start growing and continue growing. And, and then he hired more of the executives. 
and we went to the next level and so on. And now the company has 230 plus people across 32 states helping grow and continue growing the company and, and so on, right? So it sounds like because it's under your assets are across the United States. When you first came here, how did you determine, you know, which areas, which markets to focus on for? And then how did you determine like the strategy to start branching out to like all these other different areas in the U.S.? Well, what I was looking for was two things. Number one is looking at the philanthropy investors, meaning like, how do I make the philanthropy investors get double-digit returns? And how do I create a model where, the, where this is not, where equity and help is not a fund, but it is basically a place where the philanthropy investor can be engaged financially. It can be engaged also emotionally. It can be making the key material decisions that happen in the model. It can own the real estate on its own. It can pick the real estate by, by themselves. So in case that the company that is doing the management, it fails, he has his homes and he's making the key material decisions and so on. And he can fire the managing company, you know, at any time and change it and so on, right? But that was one of the points. It's like right now the portfolio is producing over 13% in average cap rate for all the investors in average. And also an equity gain percentage of 26%, meaning the difference between what the investors purchased the home and what we sold to the families. And that happens in the first year. And so to answer your question, it's like I was wanting to see that the philanthropy investors will have a minimum of a double-digit cap rate. I was looking at between 8 to 12% to be able to, to produce that while helping these families. I also was looking at areas where there is families that need homes. So we start, I put out the word and we start receiving calls from families. So our CTO uh, created a model where we know where to buy the homes based on where there is more families in need on our type of families. And then we start advertising it on social media, different networks, putting signs on the city where we have the home, advertising, you know, low down payment because the families can move into the house with one to 2,000 down payment. They can be in their house. And we don't do credit check, Eileen. So we check for another factors that are also important to know that they will be able to pay and so on. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the answer to your question. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about. Serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. How does it work for the investors? Like, let's say if somebody is interested in this model that you have here, you know, what's a like a minimum that they need to have to invest in? What's like a tip, what's a typical process that you have to go through? Okay, so we require a minimum of the purchase of three properties, and um, the whole model can be can be learned on my book, Housing Philanthropy Investing. So it can absolutely be learned. 
And um, it's a, my book uh, became number one in Amazon this year in three categories. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's a very good book. And I have financial advisors that manage like two, three hundred million dollars that have read the book. And they say, oh, my gosh, this book should be in schools, in universities, in every place, because it simplifies the investment world in a way that also gives purpose, true purpose to the to the investor. So that's important. But the main, and they can learn the whole process there, but it's very simple. First of all, the, you go through a qualification process as a philanthropy investor. You contact the company, uh, which you can go to philanthropyinvestors.com and contact the company there right away and, and you will be onboarded. And if you, go, if you want, you can also go to pi.today, which is the short link for philanthropy investors. And then you will get through select the properties, a minimum of three properties that are in about between 40 and 50,000 each. So that's basically the, the value there. And from there, between 40 and 50,000, they buy these properties. That's the minimum right now, but we are about to launch a REIT. And this REIT is going to be for this model. And we are thinking the minimum investment will be 5,000. And it will be with the same model, but that, that's for people that cannot make it to 150,000, but they really want to help families live in their own homes. And they really want to see that they are helping the, the family unit to become stable in the US, right? So that's uh, that's basically to answer your, your next question. Then the selection of the properties happen. And then the investor will be, he will select the properties. He will wire the funds, of course. And then he will just be assigned a, a philanthropy investor consultant inside Equity and Health that will be working with him once a month for the philanthropy investor to be making the key material decisions, what to do with his family, you know, what to do with his home, etc. And it requires 30 minutes a month from the philanthropy investor's uh, time. Okay. And then you said that typically on average within six and a half years is when they recoup their investments and then they hold the note for, you know, the longer period of time. That's right. That's right, Eileen. So that's on the investor side. How about for the people who need the homes? What's the vetting process that your company goes through to ensure that the people who actually need the home gets the home? Okay. Uh, we go through the due diligence and we ask, uh, for example, many questions. Number one is what is their income? So that they show us their income in the last few years, like the last two years, what is their income? And then uh, we want to see that their income is four times the monthly payment that they are going to be paying. We actually check that they are tenants, that it's not someone like, you know, an investor trying to get, uh, you know, like the, the benefit of what we do with the real estate and passing because we gift to the families. And that this is the philanthropic part. We gift to the families 25, 30% of the equity. Because as I told you, the home has an after repair value of 100,000 in average. The investor is paying 50 and the family is paying 65. So that 35,000 are a gift from the investor to the family. So it's important for us to then don't give that to just an investor that wants to do some little, you know, do some more repairs and that's and that fix and flip and get a family that will not get any equity. So that's that. Also, we check that they are independent um, they have independent contractor like contractor abilities. We check that because we don't want them to spend money on, on hiring contractors if they are going to improve their home. And uh, if you want, Eileen, I can share a testimonial of a, of a family like right now. And so you can see a family talking and sharing with you, if you allow me to share the screen. 
uh, sharing exactly what, what is what is it like to have a, that experience on the side of being a family for the equity and health model, if that makes sense for you. Sure, let's do it. Okay. We've been here for almost three, three years. years. Three years. Three years. Yeah. Yeah. Three years. Three years. And it's home. It feels like home. This is home. And we still, and the fun, the most fun part is we still got stuff with things that we want to do. Be, you know, be more creative, turn this into that, you know, move this around, you know. We live all, all around um, South Boston, Virginia, and then Philly. It feels good to be able to call your your house a home you know what i mean and it's a difference it's a very big difference to be able to paint a wall green if you like or paint a wall brown or tan or whatever which i have a lot of colors going on <laughs> so i work for families um taking care of their loved ones and harry is building maintenance he's been with his company for 20 28. 26? 28. 28. 26 years. So that comes in handy with this house too, his building maintenance knowledge. I've heard of in, in-house financing. You can see it on um, the internet when you go searching for like different things, but I didn't, I've never heard of a program like this. That's the difference between um, trying to find a landlord to work with you um, so you can have a place to stay versus a whole company, right. you know what I mean, that um, specializes in uh, helping home people who most likely wouldn't be able to get a traditional mortgage, mm-hmm. so to speak, you know what I mean, and uh, to help them actually be homeowners. But yeah, it was a, it was a great, it was a fun experience. It was the game room came from the seventeen year old. I, you know, I try to be colorful. We call one room the gold room, one room the red room. So ah, that came from my daughter. So, and then yeah. we kind of got carried away with it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome to be able to see the people. <laughs> right. So that's a, that's basically a family. And um, this is this is beautiful. So you can see more of a of a reality of of what mm-hmm. is happening in that uh, in that sense right i would love to ask you ivan what is next for you and your company well there is many projects we have uh philanthropy investors grow from real estate from housing it grew to water we are also helping recycling water in the planet we are connecting investors with water projects that can uh, basically get the water into a much more quality, better quality for the world. So Philanthropy Investors became now a platform that connects investors with humanitarian causes at the same time that they grow their capital so they can make money while changing people's lives. And uh, in that sense, now a philanthropy investor can say, okay, I want to help families live in their homes. I want to improve the water condition in the planet. I want to improve the health condition in the planet. We also have health philanthropy investing. And, or I want to improve the, the amount of plastic that is going to the ocean and prevent plastics of going to the ocean, which we call the environment philanthropy investing. And that's basically, that's basically it. 
So we have created that. And with that being created, now is is a platform that allows the investors to reconnect themselves with what I call life essentials. The life essentials of, of life that will always be there and that need to be supported and need to be fixed and the, all the humanity needs before we, we figure out how to go to Mars. So Ivan, how has the real estate investing and everything like that impacted your life specifically? Well, it changed my life completely, like 360 degrees, <laughs> because it's like it boomed my life to another level. It allows me to it allowed me to reach my purpose in my life and to live a purpose that I love. And it allowed me to meet so many new friends. And it allowed me to to create uh, my next level as an entrepreneur. Real estate changed my life for the good, like all over. And if there was one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started, what would that be? Well, the understanding of uh, the power of being a bank versus being a landlord. So, which is much more better being the bank and being on the side that it balances more life. And then also a deep knowledge on the read, on the read structures. And what is the one thing that sets the successful people apart in real estate investing? I think the ability to, in my viewpoint, I think that is the ability to look at the real estate as a business unit that is affected to real life. So it is real estate, but it's also real life. And real estate can really make a difference in the family unit in the world if we treat it properly. Ivan, where can our listeners find out more about you and what you're doing in this space? Because it's incredible what you're trying to do, helping the investors, also helping the people who actually need the help to be able to afford housing because there's such a shortage out there. So where can our listeners find out more about you, Ivan? Well, I will say that they can go to philanthroinvestors.com, which is the short link is pi.today. And then um, they can go to Amazon and buy the housing philanthropy investing book. Yeah, so that's that's basically the, the, the two places. And in philanthropinvestors.com, they can click on contact, fill the form. They will get contact by one of our team members and we will take it from there. Awesome. Ivan, thank you so much for all of your time today. I appreciate you. The same, Eileen, and have a wonderful holiday season of 2022. And uh, I wish uh, 2023 is your best year ever to come. Thank you. Likewise. Okay, bye-bye. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. If you're anything like Zayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Zayla and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonavestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.